once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls alike, Cocky Nation Podcast, episode 16. 16, episode 16, I knew that. Uh, when we, How long has it been since we recorded? Two Week, weeks. Two weeks? I'll, I'm sure a bunch of wonderfully interesting stuff has happened. I should know. I should know. You should. But I have know. to look at the lineup just to remind myself of all the wonderfully interesting things that happened. Here we go. So, mostly it's basketball related. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're trying to move into more of a podcast, so we're trying to put subjects in yes. that we can discuss on the podcast. And I... Some of the subjects we have here, I would love to get Dubs' input on. Dubs, do you have anything to share about these subjects? Oh, sorry, Dubs isn't here. Dubs has other priorities. Everybody boo Dubs. All the listeners from your homes, from your cars, go boo. Boo Dubs. Okay, good. Uh, So basketball recap is going to be up first, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the Atlantic Sun and some interesting... Potential developments, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm excited about. I am less excited about uh, just because I don't care as much. But not not like I'm not excited, like I dislike it. I just don't care about this kind of thing as much as you do. You well, enjoy you enjoy like me, the conferences. Interesting. And, yeah, you enjoy the conferences and the and the the reorganization and the structure of it, and I just don't care as much. Uh, and then we're going to talk about something. because you simply don't have the biggest brain in the world. I simply do, but I just don't want to fill it with... Anyways. Uh, and then a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a long time on this podcast, which is, should coaches, or to what extent should coaches, consider a player's past, as in their off-the-field past incidents, in... Their current position and their in their current playing time and their role in the team, and that's something I think is very relevant to JSU in particular, and it'll be a wonderful conversation. But first, we got basketball. So, what was the first basketball game? Um, we played uh, Southeast, not Southeast, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, and we beat them sixty-four to fifty-six. I didn't get to watch this game. I think I was at the gym. So, this is a home game? No, it was an away game. Oh, I don't think I listened to it while I was at the gym, but I didn't watch it. But from what I was hearing, we were playing a lot better than what we have been playing. Yeah, I wanted to say I watched the last little bit of it, but I didn't watch enough of it to make any significant comment, other than that we win. Mm-hmm. We won. And they're bad. Yeah, so. they're bad. Let's just go ahead and pull up the OVC standings right now. Actually, we'll wait till that till we get through all the rest of these yeah. games. Yeah. So, we beat the the team with too many vowels in their acronym. Mm-hmm. Uh, S-I-U-E-A, O, and sometimes Y, E. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, Eastern Kentucky. This was a home game, and both of us were actually at this game. Yes. Um, I remember posting something after the game, and this isn't the first game this has happened, but the officiating was awful. At the Eastern Kentucky game. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely one to say that officiating's awful often. I'm not I'm not the guy to be like, well, they're doing their best. You know, I'm the guy that's definitely like these refs are terrible. 
And I, I like to blame the refs, okay? We're in my room right now, and on the there's a poster over here of me getting a yellow card playing soccer. Wasn't, so I, this, wasn't this the game where the guy slipped at the end? It, and it, they, I believe it was. Oh, that made was, me so mad. Uh, OVC refs are bad, right? We know this. So in theory, this should be a constant, right? Mm-hmm. So it should be... It shouldn't affect every game if all OVC refs are bad, right? But for some reason, we just don't respond well to to bad officiating, and we don't adjust well. Um, for example, we don't know how to defend in games where the officials are not letting the boys play. They're calling a lot of fouls. We lose the ability to defend completely. Um so they don't go up for any blocks, they don't do anything because they're scared of getting foul calls, right? Little stuff like that that we could probably adjust better to, but also the officials probably could be better. Definitely could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I say happened in the in the championship or the, the tournament last year against Murray State is they made it impossible to defend John Morant by calling so many fouls, but that's a different conversation altogether. But EKU with that foul, we had a chance of... You're talking like, about the foul at the end. Yes. So there was a sequence we, at the very end of this game when EKU was on a fast break. Right around midcourt, there was an obvious carry, right? Yeah. A very So that obvious, was mistake number one. Yeah. He very obviously picked up the ball, took a couple steps, turns it over in his hand, and then put it back down on the floor to no call. So the whole crowd starts screaming. He goes down for the layup and slips. And falls and misses the layup, and they call this a foul on us. So that's a, a one of the worst sequences of basketball officiating I've ever seen in person. Um, and that was two free throws. They hit both free throws, and we couldn't come back after that because that was 20, 30 seconds left in the game, something yeah. like that. Um, because if they had made that call correctly, we would have been down by three, I believe. Yeah. Two. Two. It was yeah, a four-point loss. It was a four-point loss? Uh-huh. 81 to 77. Yep. So that was tragic. But altogether, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the stats for that game because JSU basketball has been underwhelming in the statistical department. Okay. I have the stats pulled up for that game. Uh, it was 81-77 was the final score in favor of the Eastern Kentucky Colonels, the Colonels. Uh, leading scores... For Ikea was Brown, he had 24 points, and for us was Jakara Cross with 20 points. Uh, field goals, Ikea shot 50% from the field, we were 54.5, but they shot 52.4% from three, while we were at 36.8. So it was a good three-point shooting game for Eku. Um, but if you look in the turnover department, we had 18 turnovers to their nine. So double their turnovers. So that ain't good. Uh, and we ended up losing that game. If we take the sequence away at the very end, where the obvious foul or the obvious travel call, this game would have went into overtime. Yeah, and we would have probably. I would like to think we would have won. In I would overtime. like to think so too. Um, this game we shot seventy-one point four percent from the charity line. So maybe a bright side because. Every game after this, I felt like the shooting's just been getting worse and worse and worse. Which brings us to... Moorhead State, which we won 72-51. to 51. 
seventy-two to fifty-one. That that was a home game. Yeah, I didn't go uh, to that one. I don't think I was. Able I'm to seeing that a trend of games that I've been to, and we lose, and games I don't go to, like home games, and yeah. we win if I don't go. What's up with that? I don't know, but I'm not gonna stop going to games. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we just beat Morehead State. We were just a better team than Morehead State. Uh, I don't think I went to that game either. Hmm. But interesting. Did I go to that game? I don't remember. I don't remember anything notable about that game. If I did go, so I think we just beat them. Now, what do we have next? Uh, ten point loss to Tennessee State, seventy two sixty two. Okay, these Tennessee State, and that oh. wasn't our most recent game. Mm-mm. What was the most that was last game? Thursday. The Belmont. Most, Belmont. Tennessee State and Belmont. 14-point loss to Belmont. I do not have the stats pulled up, but I'm expecting to see very low percentages from shooting uh, in the field and also from the free throw line. They were 48% for field goals. We were 31. Wait, this Tennessee State? Yeah. Uh, 14% three-pointers for Tennessee State. We had 21 uh, they shot 70% from the free throw line. We shot 65. Uh, turnovers, they had 18. We had three. Really? Mm-hmm. That surprises me. Interesting. Um, shooting has not been good. No. To say the least. What was our field goal percentage? 50 In that game, it yeah. was 31. 31 field goal percentage? 22 for 71. What about from three? What was it? 21%, five for 24. And free throws were in the low 60s, I think you said. 61, something like that. Mid 60s, 65%. Mid 60s, 65. So shooting has been very bad. Um, Free throw shooting has been very bad. Uh, You would uh, think Harper would take notes on this every game and work on it in practice. Well, I... I, Harper's not stupid, you know. I'm well, sure no, he's working on this in practice. If it's happening consistently, then you need to continue to drill it into your players. I I have faith that Coach Harper is doing that. Um, it's just been a couple games. It, it's just been a really rough stretch shooting wise. But didn't you say this team has it? They haven't played together very long. They have no chemistry at all. Um, well, I wouldn't say they have no chemistry. The chemistry is getting better. It's just they're not transferring it onto the court. They have okay chemistry. I won't say they have no chemistry at all. That was probably a little extreme. They have not enough chemistry uh, to win games. They can't get by on just raw talent alone, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk about Jakar Cross for a second. Because he's kind of been the guy, right? As I've said before. It's going back and forth between him and Kane. It is. But uh, when somebody late in the game needs to get stuff fired up and needs to make something happen, it's been Jakara. Recently, yes. Yes. It's been Jakara because he is the only per- he's the only player on the team who consistently plays in the post. The only game I would say it was a little different as to who was getting the team fired up was Kane Henry against Tennessee State. Now, Kane was getting the team fired up, but not late in the second half. 
If we need a guy late in the second half, it's Jakar. Are Kane, you sure? Kane has flashes late in the first half, early in the second half, and then he quiets down towards the end of the game. That's what Kane does. I thought Kane was like the man in the second half against Tennessee State. Not late in the second half. No. Kane has never been the guy late in the game that we give the ball to when we need something to happen. Kane has never been that guy. Um, he gets rotated too much. Jakara has been the guy, despite the fact that he's six eight and exclusively plays in the post. He does not shoot. He is not a good shooter. Um, the only other person on the team that will play in the post consistently is probably Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morose Zelaznak. Uh, but he's like 6'11 and can't shoot. So, of course, he's going to play in the post. Because Robe plays in the post sometimes, but he also is one of our best three-point shooters. So he also... Uh, hangs around the perimeter a lot too but jakara either needs to develop a shot or learn how to shoot free throws like like a jump shot like a in from the field or learn how to shoot free throws because this man gets to the line a lot but he's not a good free throw shooter i don't know what his percentage is but i don't even want to look at it no you know what i'll look it up just for fun jakara cross Statistics. Let's see. Will this show me stats? Here we go. Um, free throws made. I don't believe this. This says free throws made seven out of ten attempts, but I don't buy that one bit. I don't buy it at all. Free throws made attempts. That was just against Belmont. Was it just against Belmont? Mm-hmm. That's showing. That's just when I click on his stats. So season, uh, free throws made for attempts. It looks like he's forty six for seventy one. So quick math. Let's pull out the old calculator. He has made 46 out of 71. So he's about 65% free throw shooter. For somebody who exclusively plays in the post like this and aims to get fouled a lot, that's not good enough. And he's had a no. pretty he's had a pretty poor stretch recently in free throw shooting. But so is everybody. Like Jakara can't make free throws. Kane can't. Kane can't. Um, Robe can't. Robe can't. Ty can't shoot at all for some Z reason. Z definitely can't. No, Z cannot at all. Uh, these past couple games, Ty has been sh- shooting very poorly. Um, it's just been bad. And then even uh, St. Hilaire and Welsh, they haven't been on top of their game yeah. since EKU. I like Welsh a lot, though, in this Belmont he game. He is small, fast. He is. He is. He Usually is a good three-point shooter. He is annoying. He's one of those players that will defend you close and hard the entire game for no reason. Like, save your energy, dude. You know what I mean? But he's he's got to be annoying to play against, and I and I respect him for that. Um, I'm trying to think of any other general thoughts I have. Shooting's just been very bad. And whether they're just not getting enough reps in practice, like you were saying, maybe Coach Ray Harper isn't giving them enough shooting reps, or... Maybe they're just taking bad shots, but it, it, they're just missing open shots from my perspective. 
Mm-hmm. And there's missing not a whole way lot, too many open threes. There's not a whole lot you can do to win basketball games if you're missing that many shots. Um, and I we were talking about Kane Henry for a second because you you like Kane Henry a lot. I, I love watching him. I play. also like Kane Henry a lot, but he kind of goes on these. He's kind of streaky. He goes on these three, four minute bursts of just greatness. And he's just doing everything. He's rebounding, he's blocking, he's getting steals, he's shooting, he's dunking, he's passing. And then he just quiets down for the rest of the game. Although, cocky scoop, that's what the student section's called, by the way. We were firing him up for oh, longer yeah. than that. Yeah, yeah. Kane the was, other night. Kane was guarding an inbounds. Uh, and then Bob was in front of the student section. So he just he got could, this look in his yeah, eye. Yeah, so he could see us. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah, Kane was getting fired up. Um, but then he gets cold, and, and he just quiets back down. Uh, so if he if he can figure out how to stay like that the whole game, then we'll be okay. Um, but right now, uh, we've covered all the games that we need yeah. to cover. The women have been doing very well. Uh, better than the men. It mm-hmm. seems like whenever the men lose, the women win, and the men have been losing a lot. So the women have been doing pretty good. Which, if this continues, I mean, the OVC, in my opinion, it's not one of your top conferences in no, women's basketball, not. but it's of the middle tier conferences. We're like at the top of the middle tier. I'll take that. I mean, the OVC is a very good women's basketball conference um what is our women's record in conference six and four okay we're doing well we're tied for fifth better than the men who are switcheroo four and six um i was doing we after the after we lost that belmont game i was just rushing to look at the conference standings because i knew we had four wins and six losses i want to see where we stand so right now austin p murray state are way out in front at 10 and 0 in the conference, right? Um, Eastern Kentucky is 8 and 2. After them is Belmont 7 and 3. Tennessee State 6 and 4. So these top 5 teams, teams that have beaten us, it's, you know, it's not like we're losing to to SIUE, right? Who is 2 and 8. Mm-hmm. Um, so going from the bottom of the table, you have SEMO who's 0 and 10, SIUE 2 and 8, Tennessee Tech and Tennessee Martin are also 2 and 8, and then you have us at 4 and 6. So there's a little bit of a gap from the bottom four to seven, who's us. And we need to maintain that gap because the bottom four don't make the tournament, right? It's only the top eight right. that make the tournament. And at this point, I'm just hoping to stay in that top eight, man. Eighth place is what I'm hoping for. What I'm hoping, because we've beaten Moorhead, who is five and five, Yep. both times. Yep. I'm just hoping, hoping to God that something happens to Moorhead and they just fall off. Cause if you're losing to a team if you're five and five and you lose to a team who is four and six twice, mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't really say a whole lot about your basketball team. It just shows that you're very inconsistent. Yeah. Um, but then again, that's coming from JSU who is very inconsistent. Yes. But as it stands right now, if this if the regular season were to end today, we would make the tournament. Mm-hmm. It'd be a tough road to the NCAA championship or the NCAA tournament, but it we'd would be play possible. Tennessee State yeah. in the first round. It'd be possible. Um, we're sure as heck not get to buy, 
But, you know, we just have to make the tournament. It'd be nice if we could improve our record enough to get a buy. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just not convinced that's going to happen. But I started to look at the future schedule and see, try to play out scenarios in my head. But there's too many games left, and I don't even want to think about doing that. Um, But we just need to keep this gap between us and Tennessee Martin. I see us going six and two, maybe seven and one. Oh, what the next like eight, eight the games? last eight games? So that that would be enough. That would definitely be enough. I mean, we'd have a winning record overall and um in conference. Yeah, and that would be enough. Either of those happen, which is all I'm really worried about, is enough to make it to Evansville. That's all I really care about. Um, do you have any more thoughts on basketball before we transition? You were talking about possibly taking the student section up to evansville so what i would like to do is get a lot of people to sign on and say if we made it to the championship in evansville right the ovc championship we'd go right and get enough people to fill a bus and convince the athletic department to take a bus of students up to the ovc championship right we'll talk to athletic marketing um because, you know, if we made the NCAA tournament, that's probably the biggest athletic marketing event of the year is mm-hmm. is making, you know, attendance spikes. That's not going to happen. Great. It's possible. Always win the if OVC we make it to the championship and win, then we're going no matter what. That's what I'm talking about. What do you think I'm talking about? I'm being real here. Are you think I'm talking about like getting an at-large bid to the NCAA championship? No, I'm, I'm talking about real. winning the OVC. I'm being real here. We ain't winning the OVC. Listen. Turn, tournaments are weird. Any any sport with a playoff system, the best team rarely wins the championship. That's just how it works. Any sport with a playoff system, statistically, the number one team in the regular season, most of the time, they don't win the championship. I'm almost positive this is the case. I'm not going to look it up because I don't feel like backing on my facts, but we're just going to pretend like this is true for now. I think it is, though. I think that's true. So, we Cinderella story our way through the OVC championships. Or the OVC tournament in Pulling Austin P from the a few championship, years ago. and we win, uh, go to the NCAA championship. The point being, if we make the OVC championship, right, uh, the stakes are a lot higher for that game for the athletic department and athletic marketing, because if we win, it's a big, big deal, right? So I think I can convince them to take a bus of students if and only if we make the OVC tournament, which they're probably going to think, eh, we're not going to make it anyway. So we'll tell these kids, we'll let them go. Like we'll, we'll tell them that we're going to get them a bus, but we're never going to have to worry about it because we're not going to make it. But if we do make it, then we're in. Do you see my plan here? Yes. Do you see what I'm doing here? That's the hope. Tell your friends, come to the game. I'm going to start recruiting people very soon. Well, you also, already have how many people on board? I'm one uh, of them. I'm, I'm honestly, if we just posted in the, southerners facebook page we can get 100 people tomorrow um we can get the numbers it's just convincing the athletic department um but yeah that's all i have on basketball you have anything else Mm -mm. okay then we'll transition into topic numero doso which i think is the uh atlantic sun Mm -hmm. which i'm gonna let you take that over okay so I, you saw the link I sent both you and Dubs a few weeks ago when that was announced, right? 
Yes, I saw the link. Okay, you didn't look into it. I did not. Okay, so pretty much what the Atlantic Sun is wanting to do, they're wanting to combine with the CCSA. The Coweta County Soccer Association? Shut up. That's where I played when I was a young lad. I think it's... It's been... Coastal... I will kill you. <laughs> Look, that's my only one, okay? That's my only one. Um, I'm not doing that I don't anymore. even know what that stands for off the top of my head. Coweta County. something something soccer sport association. association. Um, but it's only to sponsor men's and women's diving and beach volleyball. So, Fun. pretty much what the Atlantic Sun wants to do is sponsor those three sports. And so they're going to combine with the CCSA. And so the other teams that are involved in the CCSA that are a part of other conferences for other sports will now become a, a part of the Atlantic Sun for those sports. And so what the Atlantic Sun wants to do before that happens is they want to recruit enough teams to get to at least 20 teams. And so once they get to 20 teams... Uh, Liberty, North Florida, Stetson, New Jersey, New Jersey IT. I don't know what that stands for. New Jersey IT, Jacksonville, Florida Gulf Coast. Jacksonville State? No. The Dolphins. Uh, and Lipscomb will go to this new Atlantic Sun. Meanwhile, for the football part of it, Kennesaw State and UNA will be a part of this new conference, which it will be called the United United Athletic Conference. The UAC. The UAC. The UAC. Um, meanwhile, the other the other teams in this conference that sponsor football, they'll be a part of their conference that they're already a part of because they're either in the FBS or their uh, football team does not offer scholarships. So. From what I've been reading on a lot of sports pages on Facebook is people are thinking Jacksonville State is in line to receive a bid for this. Bum, bum, bum. Which there's also been talk about JSU preparing for a move athletically, whether that be to the FBS and to another conference or to another conference in general. Honestly, I think this move will be a lot better to the than, UAC? Yeah. Than going to say the Big South or the Bis um shush or the Socon. So uh, Yeah, the Socon. Yep. I'd much rather go to this. Number one, we get our two rivals. I don't every know if year. I can mentally handle playing them every year. I think I'm gonna have a heart attack. Those games would definitely be interesting, especially in football. Um, another team I would like to see join if JSU ends up making this move is UTC. But that's why? I, why? Mm -hmm. Another rival, and it's close. And this don't they have to beat you sometimes for it to be a rival? This is very very true. Um. I guess but no. this conference State wants, could probably say the same thing this conference us. also wants to be based in the southeast. So their UTC may be a possibility. We may be a possibility. 
both teams may not even be a possibility. So, so this is something you think what, you want this to happen. You want I want us it to, go to, to happen. UAC. There is so much to benefit. Benefit can't talk tonight from this. In my personal opinion, number one, we'd be playing closer teams. So maybe travel be, expenses. Yeah. Southerners would, could maybe travel more. Yeah, Southerners could travel to football games, but in all sports, uh, travel expenses would be cut down drastically um we get our two rivals possibly three and it's just a brand new conference where we can pretty much just i wouldn't say necessarily start over but we can bring what we did in the ovc over to this new conference we can get away from the reputation that we play in a terrible exactly especially in football which is true. We do play in a terrible conference in football. And that's honestly I, I I think that's I think we all think that's been limiting for us. You can only get so good playing terrible teams. Uh and that becomes evident when you lose in the first round of the playoffs every year. So I think this move would probably help us as a football program. And especially when you're playing a a consistent quarterfinal team every year since they've been eligible for the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to be battle-tested even if you play, if that's the only playoff team that you play every year. Yeah. Now, if UTC joins and they are somehow good one year, then that's two playoff teams. And depending on who else decides to join or gets extended a bit and accepts, we could be playing more than possibly two playoff teams every year. In conference. It is definitely an interesting scenario to ponder. Um, so this is definitely something you want to happen. Yes. Yes. I am thinking that that'd be... It'd probably be good for us. It would It would almost definitely be good for us to get away from the OVC or just to go to a more difficult conference in general. Um, and especially if we can cut that on travel expenses. And bands could travel more. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's one thing that because you know if if we were in the SoCon, our furthest team away is four hours away. Yeah. So Southerners would we wouldn't go to all away games, but we would be going to more away games. Yeah, and even not even just bands, just fans mm-hmm. going. Like OVC, nobody brings that many fans when they come here Mm-mm. to play us, right? Because geographically, we, why if why I'm, are we in the OVC? I, I don't. Does the only sense? reason why we were brought to the OVC was when we came to the OVC, Sanford was in the OVC, and then wow. Sanford went to the SoCon. But just just geographically, the OVC doesn't make any sense. The Ohio Valley Conference doesn't make a whole lot of when sense. When Sanford was in it, it did because we were kind of the bridge between Sanford and the Tennessee teams. Then at the moment, yeah. The OVC now make we're any the furthest South sense. team. Um. And we are, if you look at a map of the Ohio Valley, we are nowhere near the Ohio Valley. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. And which means at the smaller schools, right, mid-major schools, not huge athletic departments, can't afford to take the band places, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And also not very many fans come. So the away side of stadiums tend to be empty. Mm-hmm. And that's not great for atmosphere. 
Um, but I think it's definitely interesting, and I think it. Well, I mean, you look at the times that we play UTC at UTC. That stadium is packed. Yeah, that is true. And I guarantee you, when we go to UNA next year, that stadium will be packed. Yeah, I bet that one's that was gonna be a good game. That's gonna be a fun atmosphere. Um, do you have any closing remarks on this or extrapolations of anything? Just is that a word? I don't know. We're gonna pretend it is. Just hoping that the Atlantic Sun releases a list of possible candidates soon. Because I'm tired of wondering all the time of who the possible 11 other teams are. Yeah. Well, 10, because Belmarine from Kentucky is joining the Atlantic Sun next year. That's all I have. Let's transition into the more controversial topic of the day. And I have no idea where you stand on this topic. But I think I might have told you where I stand on this topic. So, topic being, uh, how much should a player's past be considered? Oh, my chair's creaking. So sorry. There we go. How much should a player's past be considered uh, by a coach when they're deciding whether or not to recruit a player or whether or not to give a player player time, things like that? Uh, this has become a point of conversation in Jacksonville because we've had some players with some controversial pasts. Uh, at one point, there were protests. There were student protests because of a player who was a transfer from Auburn. Who is on the team now. Who is on the team now. Who had... Might I add, I never thought that of this particular player at all. Um, What's his name? Mr. Landon Rice. Landon Rice. Um, great guy. Um, now, granted, when I first did meet him, I was a little skeptical. But because I was at this at an FCA event with a friend, um, he was there and... I actually got to talk with him, hang out with him for a few weeks, and he's a really good guy. He has definitely changed since that incident at Auburn. So this guy is definite. There are exceptions to this, and Landon is one of them. So to be specific, he uh, was accused of rape at Auburn. Uh, And as a result of this, he was initially given an eight-year suspension from Auburn, which ended up being reduced to one year after investigation. So I think it was literally a suspension from Auburn, like from campus, I want to say. So I think he was – ended up being – I can't remember what the year was that he was allowed to go back on campus. But initially, he was barred from stepping foot on campus for eight years after this incident. Um, left Auburn, right? Hard to play football somewhere where you can't go on campus. So he comes to Jacksonville State. Uh, and look at an article now. Jacksonville State said that it, quote, conducted a very thorough investigation surrounding all of the facts of the case, unquote, 
and released a memo from Auburn Townline Coordinator Kelly Taylor stating the sanction against Rice expired September 26, 2017, and he is in good standing at Auburn University. So, we recruited him, and he's been playing for us, right? Mm-hmm. Initially, there were legitimate protests, like students with signs, like actual protests uh, of the athletic department or towards the athletic department from students because they were like, hey, we don't want this rapist on campus. That was the sentiment. But do we know for a fact that the rape well, there was, was no there was no criminal charges. I don't I don't believe there were ever any criminal charges or a criminal case. It was just an accusation. Uh, an accusation, or it became a matter of the school's policy, the school's code of conduct. Because sometimes you have code of conduct violations that are probably illegal, but don't end up going criminal. They just end up being code of conduct violations. So really, these students looked at the heading of an article and took it to heart without actually diving into the facts. Potentially. Um, I think there is an argument to be made that that's not necessarily a reputation you want to associate yourself with. No, no. Nobody Um, wants to be associated with that. uh, But I I feel like I am of the personal belief that a football coach's entire purpose is to win football games i don't think anyone i think some people actually would disagree with that just on like a philosophical level but that is literally his job is to win football games for the university right so john gross's entire purpose at jacksonville state is to win football games i tend to believe that if you think picking up a certain player will make you win more football games you should pick up that player. Exactly. Even if they have a controversial past, especially if they suffered a punishment and that punishment has already been given, right? His suspension was already over from Auburn. He was in good standing with Auburn at the time. In a sense, he had, quote, served his time. Whether or not the time was appropriate for the crime is up to personal interpretation. Like I said, I have no idea if Landon Rice raped anybody at Auburn. I wasn't there. There was no criminal investigation. I don't know. I just know that he was banned from Auburn for a year. Uh, And he's a pretty good football player. Very good football player. I tend to believe that if a player has, quote, served their time, right, even if it's not actual time, and a coach thinks that that player will help them win football games, I think a coach should recruit that player. I agree, but I'm going to take it a step further. I will actually live up to the nickname JSU is given, Second Chance U. Second Chance U, Last Chance U. But with that being said, with all that you said, with Gross giving the players another chance after their time has been served, this goes for any coach. That coach has to set guidelines and tell that player, you mess up one more time, you're gone. <laughs> John Gross sat down Landon Rice and said, look, there's no and, raping. And this, <laughs> there's no raping. And, and this is, and I'm not necessarily talking about this crime because yeah. you don't see very many of these type of crimes with a player transferring to another university. It's primarily drug charges, assault charges, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Stealing laptops and throwing them out of windows yeah. and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, definitely with all of that, 
if I was a coach and I knew a player served his time and wanted to come play football for me and he was a great player, yeah, I'm going to give him a chance. Yeah. But only one more chance. If he screws up, it it may be like three weeks after I tell him this. But if he screws up one more time, he's off the team. Yeah. I think you – the only issue you run – I don't think – a lot of people think that getting a, a school with a lot of transfers, especially transfers that have questionable past, you have run into a lot of chemistry issues. I don't believe that to be the case. Um I honestly don't believe football to be that much of a chemistry sport as a sport like basketball with continuance of play and people are passing to each other. There's more than you think, but I, it's, I, I, I agree. There is chemistry, there's, but it's, there's there's definitely not as much chemistry as there is with like say baseball, softball, basketball, yeah, soccer. It affects like it's it's one of those things where let's say you're talking about a sport like basketball, right? If you have players that have really good chemistry, they know where they're going to move. They're passing to each other, right? They, they've got a feel for how each other wants to play. They're passing back and forth. In football, if you have a really good quarterback and a really good receiver who don't know each other at all, right? But the quarterback knows what route the receiver is going to run, and he puts it in the spot. The receiver is going to good receiver. He's going to catch it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that kind of chemistry I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like, you know being dumb and grab asses in a locker room and, and hang yeah. out, you know, that, that kind of chemistry I can see could potentially be an issue. Um, but I think that we just end up with a lot of transfers that have, we don't end up with a lot of transfers through question of the past. We end up with some with question of the past. We just end up with a lot of transfers. Um, yeah. I know when KJ transferred here, um, after we had, found out that he was transferring there was an article not long after that that one of our friends found and he posted it and that was like when all the jsu fans were kind of cautious about kj but then kj started playing and they started seeing how he was doing during school obviously with Gross giving him play time and everything. So, I mean, it seems to me that KJ has turned his life around just like Landon did. Mm-hmm. So, if a player is given a second chance, that's all I ask of that player. Turn yeah. your life around, get your life back on track, set your priorities, stay true to those priorities, and just be a team player. Yeah, I'm definitely a believer in the second chance. But I will say it does depend on the crime. Right. Um, if Landon Rice was criminally convicted of rape, this would be a different story. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want him on my team if he yeah. was actually convicted of that. This would be a different story because then John Grass has to think about, am I putting a potentially dangerous person on the campus of JSU? Right. Right. And then you reach kind of a moral obligation where you say, well, maybe I don't want to recruit this player. Right. Um, from another aspect, you could think of public relations, right? Uh, let's say you have a player, I don't know if, if this has ever happened, but let's say you have a player who at one point was accused of, let's say pedophilia or something that is very, very, very bad. And, you know, that's one of the worst things you can do to somebody uh, or one worst thing that happened to your reputation is be associated in any way with pedophilia, right? Even if that person wasn't necessarily 
convicted or found guilty of this. If you then recruit a player that has that association, now your football program has a mild association with pedophilia, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's true or not, you have that association, right? Um, and that can be a strange spot. To my knowledge, that's not something that has happened. Um, I don't think so. But that is something to think about. But I think for most most of these guys, it's drug charges and things like that, um, which a lot of people would argue shouldn't be illegal in the first place but that is not this relevant to this conversation anyway um i'm a big believer in the second chance i think if you're a football coach you need to try to get wins for your football program and if a player is going to get you more wins i think you should recruit that player provided they are not a danger to anybody on campus or have any sort of lasting reputation that will harm the reputation of your football program mm-hmm that's where I think I land on this. Subject. And I think we, with that being said, I think we stand on the same page mm-hmm. with that. Because if the charge isn't that serious, then yes, they should deserve a second chance yeah. when it comes to collegiate level sports. And there's all sorts of ways you could extrapolate this out. Like, should you, if you were a business owner, if somebody you're interviewing is a felon, should you weigh that into your decision on whether or not to hire that person? Absolutely. You should weigh that in. Why is that different than this situation? Well, I'll take teaching, for example. You don't want somebody teaching your kids that has a criminal record. That's fair. With teaching, yes. But let's say you work at an accounting firm, right? Depends on the charge, I guess. I... This this is a very tricky thing for me. Yeah, because when you put it with other situations, it's yes. very touchy. I personally think that trying to apply this to uh, a job interview situation isn't exactly apples to apples. I think they're different things. Because um, it depends on what the job is. Par- also, partially because a lot of people say like, oh, just because this person's a felon doesn't mean they won't be really good at that job, right? Which is definitely true. Mm-hmm. You know, the best accountant in the world could be in prison right now and just doesn't know that he's going to be the best accountant in the world in the future. You know, there's mm-hmm. no way. But in football, right, you have uh, tangible evidence that that person is good at football, right? You watch film, things like that. You can see with your own two eyes, you can watch this person playing football, in a job interview, there's no highlight reel of you being an accountant. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And especially in a business environment where they're interviewing hundreds of applicants and they're just looking for any excuse to disqualify you. I don't see a huge problem with employers maybe not uh, being so keen on hiring felons just because they're looking for reasons to disqualify you because they go through hundreds of applicants, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. A felon could be amazing at that job. They have no idea. There's no accounting highlight reel. But in football, you know for a fact that that person is a good football player. You see what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. And you're not looking for any reasons to disqualify anyone. Right. So I did bring up that example, I know. And now I'm saying that that example is not apples to apples. But I just wanted to play devil's advocate for a second because I know somebody might say that. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm trying to think if I have anything else to talk about with the subject. 
just for uh, clarity's sake, I don't. I have no idea if Landon Rice raped anybody at Auburn or not. I have zero I don't idea. Either. Um, so I'm not I'm just, bringing this up to try to drag Landon right. Rice's name through the mud. If you're listening to this, Landon, we just used it as an example because they're, they're legitimately were student protests. Like they went out, they made signs yeah, and, and stuff. some of them were actually very horrible and demeaning and just outright awful. This is actually this is this subject as a whole, um, which I guess you could say is um, just just looking into somebody's past has been it's been pretty relevant mm-hmm. in popular culture recently. Like you could you could even say this is like when Kevin Hart wasn't able to host the Oscars because of some tweets he made X amount of years ago. You know mm-hmm. things like that and. At some point, we're going to have to decide, as a society, um, how far back you can look. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a weird thing. Because standards change. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people change over time. I'll just say it. Me as a freshman, this, this is just an example. Me as a freshman is completely different from who I am right now. So if people used what I did freshman year to judge me as a person now, it's just not accurate. Yeah. Uh, I think people forget that. That's people grow and people change. Um, And also standards of what are acceptable to say and do also grow and change. Right. So, Something that might have been acceptable to say or do 10 years ago is not acceptable to say or do now. So can you judge somebody for their comments 10 years ago based upon the standards of today? That's maybe a slightly different conversation, but I do think it's kind of relevant. Well, I'll just throw in an example with that. I mean, look at the Paula Deen situation. What did uh, did Paula Deen say the N-word? Isn't that what she did? Yeah. You can't do that, Paula Deen. At any time, (laughs) you can't do that. No, but... She said it at a time where it was common for white people to use it. When did she Still, say it? I thought it was like, like in the eighties. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's a. I don't know if we can defend that. I'm not defending Paula Dean for saying the N word at any. But I'm time. I'm using that as an example. She used it in a time where it was. I wouldn't necessarily say it was more acceptable but it was more common uh, so we're not saying you're not saying it was acceptable right you're saying it was slightly less bad yes it was more common back then than it is now for it, white it people. might have been more common but i don't think yeah. it was ever acceptable oh no by any means yeah. it's never acceptable to use that word um but yeah i final final stance I think Gross is is right to recruit players that might have questionable pasts, provided they're not dangerous, um, and provided they're going to win football games for us. And also don't have uh, any threat of ruining the university's reputation by association. That's my final stance on it. Uh, if, if you have a different stance, listeners at home, uh, leave it in the comments. <laughs> Nobody ever comments on these podcast episodes. 
I want to have conversation. Mm-hmm. Nobody, we, we haven't asked for suggested topics in a long time. Since like the first long, or second episode. Because nobody wants to. Yeah, come on. Participate, guys. Come on. Come on. Um, yeah, I think that we'll, next time Dubs is on, we'll ask Dubs what he thinks and talk mm-hmm. about it a little bit more. Because I would like to get his, his idea. Uh, if I'm going to guess, I think Dubs his opinion is going to be a little closer to mine. Um, Or he's going to be pretty close to mine. Uh, But we'll see. You and I are on the same page with it. We are. Not closer to mine. He's going to be close to to my opinion on on this topic. Uh, And I think that's it for actual topics we have. Mm. And then we just have predictions. Because uh, National Signing Day is Friday, we'll cover oh yeah we'll cover the signees our recruiting is looking good we'll oh talk about it that is more, looking great but we're looking all right we're looking to fill we got some big boys yeah we're filling the positions that i think need to be filled so now we have predictions and we do so many basketball predictions and i am just not ready for any of them but we'll give it a whirl we'll give it a go do you have rankings for these teams so i can base them off of some kind of tangible some fact? of them most of them yes but not all of them. Oh boy, there's a few that I picked that teams weren't ranked. But like the ones that are ranked, you have the rankings, mm-hmm. and you will say them when we read the names. That's mm-hmm. what I need. All right, first game. None of these teams are ranked, but they're both. Fairly decent. Tennessee versus Alabama. Uh, I'm not picking Alabama. Tennessee. Boo. Roll Tide. And I sent these to Dubs and told him to give me his picks so he cool, can cool. be counted for this week. All right, next game. Well, I thought I had the ranking. For it's that been one. one week since you looked at me. Yeah, dude. All right, I lied. I said I was only going to do it one time, but I had to do. It was it good again. filler music while I, I was had to do the game. Wait, let me find some good background music. What kind of background music should we listen to? You're the one in charge of the music. All right, I got it. I got it. Let's listen to this song. Okay. Little, little Kyle Gas band. Are you fans of Kyle Gas here on the Cock Nation podcast? Yes. Kyle Gas, uh, the Kyle Gas band made our intro music, Manchild. Mm-hmm. Not for us. I don't want to, like, yeah, like we asked him and he was like, yeah, I'll write you that song. It's called Manchild. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right, so next game Rutgers versus number nine, Maryland. Uh, you pick uh, first. I don't want to pick. Rutgers is 16 and 6, 5th in the Big Ten. Maryland is 17 and 4, and 3rd in the Big Ten. Sorry, I'm just vibing to this song right now. This song is called Bro Ho. It's about your uh, ho who's also your bro. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know how else to say it. Anyways, so who are you picking? Gosh, Rutgers. Okay. Who are you picking? Maryland. 
that's a that's a good pick though, because the Big Ten has been crazy. It's a good year. pick, but you did not pick it, so I don't believe you when you say that's a good pick. Shush. I'm just vibing over here. Brand's taking a long time. Normally, a silence right. that long, we so, cut it out. But since there's music, we can't really do that. Yeah. Because then you'd know where the cut was. All right. Next game, number 22, Penn State versus number 16, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State. I'm going Penn State. Penn State, like Dubs has said, Penn State's a really good football, uh, football basketball team. But he's also said Michigan State is a pretty good one. But they're he doesn't like them as much as other teams in the Big Ten. All right, next game is Villanova and Butler. Villanova is 10, Butler is 19. Villanova. I'm going to go Villanova too. I think we picked the first game of this one. So I'm going opposite because I picked Butler last You know what we should do? We should do a betting pool. A betting pool? Like just a simple like we'll each put in X amount of money at the beginning of the season, like basketball or football. And whoever does the best in the predictions gets the pool, gets the pot. So kind of like how we do, how FCS Fans Nation does their pick them every year. Is that what they do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. It's because I am... You would would have won football. I would have won. Hands down. Man, I'm really trying to... I'm going to get a gambling addiction. Like, I I can tell that about myself. That once I start... She'll be fine. Once I start legitimately gambling, it's going to be a problem, right? Did you hear I was, that, Jada? I was Your trying boyfriend to figure is out. going to become a gambler. She knows that. She knows that. So, like, for that reason, it's probably a good thing Alabama doesn't have the lottery because that's one of the ways that I uh, relieve my gambling urges is by playing the lottery in Georgia, and also I play crane machines, like the claw machines at Walmart and at, like, arcades and stuff. Child. I've probably, I've definitely put a triple digit number into crane machines over the years. 100%. I've definitely put more than $100 into crane machines. Child. Um, but crane machines is a topic for another day. I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts on crane machines. All right. Next and, game uh, is not ranked. Um, both teams are not ranked. NDSU versus Omaha. Is NDSU good basketball school? They're decent. They're really good this year. I'm going to find another Kyle Gas Band song. You know, background music probably shouldn't have lyrics because that is a little distracting, but Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. This song is called Gypsy Scroll. It's a good one. Okay. Little Simba roll to start it out. Ooh. Oh, it's mysterious. Ominous, huh? Alright, All right, let's so continue. NDSU versus Omaha. 
NDSU. I don't know. I'm going NDSU. Gosh, we can't we can't get away from NDSU no matter what sport we're in. Um, you chose them. You chose the predictions. You definitely could have gotten away from NDSU. But, but they're a good team. All right, next game is number 12 Seton Hall versus Georgetown. Uh, Georgetown. Is Georgetown where Mac McClung went? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, Georgetown. There was a guy named Mac McClung who uh, I used to watch high school footage of when he played in high school. I went through like a one-two year phase of watching a lot of high school basketball. Um, I've since gotten away from that, but Matt McClung, I like the kid a lot. He's from Virginia. He plays at Georgetown. I don't know if he's starting, but he's a point guard. Uh, he's pretty good in high school. Um, I'm going to go Seton Hall. No longer with the castle quiet. Alright, next game. Cincinnati versus Wichita State. Cincinnati. You're simply wrong. That's just a guess. I have this. I literally have no idea at all. But here's my reason. Cincinnati is in Ohio, right? What else is in Ohio? Akron. Akron. really good men's soccer team so for this reason Cincinnati will win the game okay I won't even that makes sense that makes perfect sense right alright I'm gonna turn this music down a little bit just a touch our first of four OVC games uh, Murray State versus Belmont Belmont. Belmont? Belmont's going to win. Any reason why? I don't like Murray State. Final answer. We were actually talking about that at the Belmont game. How Belmont is our biggest rival in conference, but we don't hate them. Well, we I think we disagree about that, because you said that, and in my mind, your biggest rival is who you hate the most. Rival doesn't just mean somebody you're close with, like, like you contend with. I think your rival is the person you, or the the team you hate the most, right? Yes and no. Because you can have, you can play a team annually and not like them, and they not be a rival. I'm not saying Murray State isn't a rival of us, because they most definitely are in basketball. I, I think you your rival is the one that you dislike the most. Then that would be Austin Peay. Okay, well, we're just going different directions right here. Um, I'm going to go Murray State. Belmont's going to shoot them out, shoot their lights out. All right, next game: Austin P versus Tennessee State. Austin P. Yeah, I'd have to agree.
Austin P is just way too good this year. Alright, next game. Harvard versus Yale. Oh, Battle of the Nerds. Yeah. Um Harvard. The song is picking up. I'm gonna go upset too. I'm gonna go Harvard. Why did I just do that? Sorry, I'm jamming out over here. You are. This bridge it's is actually really getting me. It's actually a really, really good song. I'm just gonna turn it up a little bit. Oh yeah. We're we're about to get to the recorder solo. The recorder solo. Yeah. Are you ready? Oh yes, that's not recorder. Yes, it is. Listen. That's not recorder. Have you ever heard recorder? Because yes. that's a recorder. That's. That also sounds like. I'm almost positive that's a recorder. Either a five or a type of flute. That's a recorder. I'm almost positive. I'll do that research while you talk about the yeah. next prediction. Alright, so next game is number seven Duke versus UNC. I want to choose Duke. But are you going to? Um, yes. It's at Chapel Hill. I've pulled up a live version of the song. It's a little heavy on the left ear there. Gotta skip ahead some. Get to the bridge. I'm gonna go Duke. Alright, next game is... Uh... Number 18 LSU versus number 11 Auburn. Auburn. Final answer. Oh, why didn't I pull up the... The, the Family to... Feud sounds. What am I doing? It's in Auburn. Oh, sorry. This music started playing again. It's in Auburn. But LSU is undefeated in the SEC. Okay, we're at the bridge. We're about to find out about the recorder. Auburn's going to win that game, by the way. If sports betting was legal in Alabama, I'd bet on it. I really wish sports betting was legal in Alabama. I, I spent a good long while researching that. The last time I picked Auburn to win a game at Auburn, that was a big game, they lost. Well, maybe pick against Auburn so that way I'll be right. I'm going to go LSU. A little, a little catch-22 right there. All is right. that what a catch-22 is? I, I read love... that book. Catch-22? You no, ever read that I do book? not know what that is. Man, it's because I have a bigger brain than you. Um. All right, JSU versus SEMO. Uh, JSU. Uh, JSU versus UT Martin. JSU. I'm always picking my boys. In these two games, I'm picking JSU. That looks like a recorder to me. What am I looking at there?
That's not a recording. What do you mean, young man? I'm just going to straight up, does Kyle Gass play the recorder? I wrote records recorder. Hmm. Excuse the awkward silence, ladies and gentlemen. No, he's adamant about fang. I'm about almost proving positive me wrong. That he's playing a recorder. What do you think he's playing? It's some type of flute. That's not a recorder. He's blowing into into it straight. He's not blowing. Yeah, across there's a like lot a of different types of flutes well, that you, you play like you a recorder, me. but it's a flute. You tell me what kind of flute it is. I don't know what kind of flute it is. I just know it's a type of flute. I think it's a recorder. I'll do my research. What other games do we have? That's it. That's it? We did it? All right. Well, I'm not letting this recording end until I figure out what instrument Kyle Gass is playing in this solo. Because I want it to be a recorder. See if I can find anything. Hmm. We'll listen to... The Gypsy Scroll Part 2 Toot of the Valley This one starts a little bit more exciting I know some of you Listening to this want to comment and say What has this devolved into? This is not sports related This is not JSU related This we has have nothing become a to true do podcast. But guess what? I don't care about your opinions I've traveled I found a video that says flute solo, but I've seen a lot of people call recorders flutes when they didn't know what they actually were. So that could be what this is. Come on, give it to me. I'm skipping this video. He needs to put a shirt on. Huh? He needs to put a shirt on. How dare you? Kyle Gass is an amazing man. He's a national treasure. He is pretty much wearing a diaper in this video. That looks like a recorder to me. That looks like a recorder. Look at that. Okay, that is That's a recorder. That's a recorder. That must be a special type of recorder because a recorder is... What do you mean a special type of recorder? A beginner recorder does not sound like that. There's people that there's advanced recorders. Yes, I know that. That's what that is. What do you mean? That's a recorder. I was right. I have the biggest brain in America. It's facts. It's the truth. And I am gonna start the fight song outro on that note because I have the biggest brain on this podcast. That is simply false. I have the biggest brain in this university. I have the biggest brain in the state. I have the biggest brain in America. I have the biggest brain in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, he is about to get struck by lightning. This is just the truth. This is facts. Uh, biggest brain in North America, biggest brain in the world, biggest brain in this galaxy, I would even offer to say. Because I'm guessing that the aliens are I smaller I just don't know us. about that. I'm guessing the aliens are smaller, so they would have smaller brains. That's what S- I'm guessing. Smaller brains. All right. Sign it out. I was right. Eric is a big brain. Cock Nation Podcast. 
I don't know what it's turned into, but it's something. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Bruh. We're leaving that in. We're leaving that in. 